Your man Jalen Johnson has been cooking with hot bacon grease, and he's going to be out for like the next six weeks. It's unfortunate. It sucks. But it might be an opportunity for you in fantasy basketball. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan that plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. This episode is presented to you by Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember, use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Before we talk about Jalen Johnson and how you can take advantage of the situation, we want to quickly go over some important information for the NBA schedule, things you need to look at for week six of the fantasy basketball season. So let's just go through which teams play, um, how many games each team plays, I should say. So four games, we have Denver, Detroit, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Pelicans, and the Jazz. Playing three games, we have Atlanta, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Golden State, Houston, Indiana, Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, Minnesota, the Knicks, the Thunder, Magic, Sixers, Suns, Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings, Toronto Raptors, Washington Wizards. And playing only two games in week six, ladies and gentlemen, the Boston Celtics and the San Antonio Spurs. So we also want to take a look at which teams are playing back-to-backs and what back-to-backs are they playing. For the Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back, we have Houston, Sacramento, and the Raptors. For the Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back, we have Detroit, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Jazz. The Thursday and Friday back-to-back, we have the Knicks and the Spurs. For Friday and Saturday, we got a bunch of teams. Dallas, Denver, Memphis, the Pelicans, Orlando and Phoenix. Now, very important for the actual schedule, something you really want to be mindful of, something you really want to pay attention to. You can stream pretty much every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but you cannot stream on Saturday. There'll be too many teams playing. I think it's like 12 teams playing that day or 12 games that day, right? But Sunday, this is a nugget, y'all. On Sunday, there are no games on Sunday. Right, right with the um, with the in season tournament coming to an end, there's going to be some wonky activity happening. So be mindful on Sunday. There are no games. 
Here are the top five waiver wire targets you need to pay attention to for week six of the NBA season. First up, we got my mellow, my man, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Man, Bogdan averaged 24.3 minutes over the last seven days, 8.3 points, three rebounds, 1.3 assists, and 0.7 steals. He is just rostered in 49.3% of ESPN leagues. So we talked about opportunities based on Jalen Johnson's injury, right? So again, one thing you know about me, yo, like I never want people to get injured. I'm never rooting for people when they get injured. I'm never like, or rooting for a player to get injured, I should say. It's just not my thing. And I've seen some analysts in fantasy football specifically do that. That is not what we do at this channel, right? We don't do that kind of stuff. But if a player goes down, we have to start looking at the fantasy landscape to make sure that we could take advantage of it, right? So with Jalen Johnson out, Bogdan Bogdanovich is primed to get some extra run, and you'll see an increase in his production. So if he's available, this is someone you want to sit on because with Jalen Johnson being out for up to six weeks, this might be something that materializes over the next couple of weeks. So be patient if you can. If you're in a position where you're winning, he could be some somebody that gives you value for the next few weeks. So I would go ahead and add Bogdan Bogdanovich. Next up, Jaden Ivey. Over the last seven days, Jaden Ivey is averaging 30 minutes per game, 17 points per game, y'all, three rebounds, 3.3 assists, 0.7 steals. And on the season, he's averaging 12.5 points. So that's a big jump. In the last seven days, 17 points for the season, 12.5. So I had the opportunity to check out uh, a Jaden Ivey game recently, right? Jaden Ivey, not in person, sorry. <laughs> I was covering a Jaden Ivey game, right? So I was covering his game and I was watching him. And, and you know, my lens is like, looking for Cade. I want to see what Cade's going to do. I want to like see if we can salvage this season for fantasy, right? Cade had a pretty good game, um, but this was against uh, the Indiana Pacers, right? The game where Halliburton crossed Asar Thompson and had him slide like into the front rows bad. But for Jaden Ivey, man, he's aggressive. Like he passes the eye test. And I didn't really get to see much of him, you know, in, in the last couple of seasons, but this year, I really had a chance to really put him under the microscope and see what was happening. And it seems like he has a lot of potential. So I don't know if he will be a long-term hold, but I definitely think he's somebody, if he's available, you, want my, you, you might want to fire him up to see if he can bring you back some value. Next up, Alex Caruso. Oh, baby. Man, I love Alex Caruso. I just love basketball players who ain't afraid to play some defense, y'all. Like, playing defense is, like, my jam, right? It's it's my basketball love language, man. And, and people out here, like, who don't play defense, the first thing I say to myself is, like, where they do that at? Like, y'all don't play defense? Like, come on, man. So, Alex Caruso is, uh, over the last seven days, has averaged 10.7 points per game, four rebounds, 1.7 assists. Uh, 0.7 steals, 0.3 blocks, only rostered in 17.2% of ESPN League. So I'll, uh, first things first, I'll say like, that's not sexy, right? Like that is not a sexy stat line by any stretch of the imagination. But word on the street is Alice Caruso just moved into the starting lineup. 
So that could all change. So this is something that you want to like do a, an, an ad and then pay attention. Add him and then do the math. See if he has any kind of, um, you know, increase in usage, increase in minutes, increase in production over the next few games. Because Alex Caruso, if he gets like the opportunity, has proven time and time again that he can be a solid fantasy producer. He's just kind of been a fringe waiver wire guy, a uh, waiver wire guy this season. But I believe he could take it beyond that if he really gets the opportunity. Next up, Isaiah Joe. Now, whew, man, but okay, see, man, like, listen, I'm, I'm not on this channel. I don't even want to say Josh Giddy's name right now because I don't want my channel flagged. Like, people out here in these streets are petrified because of covering this story. So we won't go into detail on that side of it. We're going to talk fantasy, right? So one thing about my philosophy around fantasy basketball and just fantasy sports in general. I play fantasy football as well. I don't do much fantasy baseball or fantasy hockey, but if you got a league and you want to invite me, let me know. I'd be open to trying those sports as well. This is my philosophy that the fantasy player who can look ahead like Magic Johnson on a fast break to see Michael Cooper out the corner of their eye to catch him with the no-look pass, whoop, whoop, that's the player who wins. And sometimes it involves a risk. Sometimes it involves a gamble. Sometimes you got to put your money on the table and you just got to roll your dice. And Isaiah Joe is that type of play. If in fact some negative repercussions <laughs> materialize due to the unfortunate, you know, allegations against Mr. Giddy, this could be a lot of, lot of, lot of run for Isaiah Joe. So for me, he might, he might have some short-term standalone value as like a streaming option, like stream and drop type of guy, add, drop, add, drop. But if in fact something goes down where your man is compromised, this could be a huge opportunity for the people who grab Isaiah Joe. From the L.A. Clippers, Norman Powell. I'll raise my hand and say when Harden got traded to the Clippers, I was like, yo, you got to watch out because Norman Powell about to lose some value. Yeah, you better drop him. Yeah, you better watch out. I was that guy. I wasn't saying drop him. I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit. But I did say he would take a hit. I did believe he would lose some value. But since Russell Westbrook has volunteered to go to the bench. Your man, Norman Powell, when he comes in the game now, he is storming Norman. Like he is putting up wild production. Over the last seven days, he's averaging 24.3 minutes per game, 14.8 points, 2.5 rebounds, 0.3 assists, and 1.3 steals. Yes. Uh, just to check out some of his last few games on the 25th of November, he did 15, three and one on the 24th. He did 21 and three, uh, man, he, he, he's been having some decent games. So the thing about the Clippers, the Clippers have so much potential. This is a team that was billed to be a championship contender a couple of years ago, and they just haven't been able to get healthy for the first time in a long time. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, 
Russell Westbrook, everyone else on the squad, Harden now, everyone is healthy. So now the only thing that they are lacking is chemistry. They need to build the chemistry. And it seems as if um, Teron Lue has found a place for Norman Powell on this team, a, a, a place that would lead to him getting minutes, but most importantly for us as fantasy managers, getting opportunity to put up those points. Here are the top five by lows you need to pay attention to for week six of the NBA season. First up, my man, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley is someone that I was super high on during draft season. Although he has been decent, he has not performed on the level that I believe he will perform on. Now, I get it. So far, he's coming, he's coming out the gates kind of slow, so maybe you're like, I don't know. The return on value that you could get for him if you make the right deal is huge because if he turns the corner, he could be like a cornerstone to a championship fantasy basketball team. Next by low, I don't think you guys are going to like this one, but I'm going to share it anyway. Victor Webinyama, a.k.a. Wimby. Wimby. Now listen, Wimby's doing great. I'm not saying that your man Wimby is whack. I'm not saying that he's garbage. I'm not saying that he's dumpster juice, and I'm not saying he's drinking hot dog water. What I am saying is that there is a narrative being created right now around Wimby and Chet Holmgren. And people are like, whoa, I paid this much second round value in some cases for Victor Webinyama, and I got a deal on Chet Holmgren. So this is really about attacking that angle and that narrative and trying to see if your um, Wimby manager in your league We'll look at it like, yo, your man is not even on Chet's level. You know what I'm saying? What can we do to make it happen? Now, on the record, just so there's no confusion, I would not trade Chet Holmgren for Victor Webinyama. And I'll also remind you that throughout the preseason and draft season, we were, we were high on Chet Holmgren and we had questions about Victor Webinyama. And if I had to pick which one I would take first, I would take Chet Holmgren, but there are other players on your roster that you could actually package into a deal to see if you could bring Victor Webinyama to your squad. So I don't think that he's going to outperform Chet Holmgren in fantasy basketball this uh, this season, but I do believe he will be a solid fantasy producer for this season and for years to come. Next up from the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jared Allen. Jared Allen has been a disappointment so far. He was banged up at the beginning of the season, so didn't really get to start the, the season off on the right foot, right? But Jared Allen has been a double-double machine for, for the last few years. Even in his Brooklyn days, right, when he played for the Nets, he was solid. Coming over to the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's been like a double-double machine. So I don't give a shit, Sue Puppy. If you have a league manager who is like panicking, like struggling to believe in Jared Allen, this is your opportunity to sneak in and buy low. Next up. Oh, man. 
Here it is. Next up, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is somebody that, since he arrived in Boston, hasn't really gained his footing, right? He's not the Drew Holiday that we've been accustomed to. But one thing is for sure, that the system in Boston will work in his favor, right? He will be better than he's been. And also, his, his role is cemented. Solid as a rock, consistent. They're not going to be moving him out of the starting lineup, anything crazy like that. So just know that there's a manager in your league that might be sleeping on Drew Holiday. This could be your opportunity to take advantage of that. My next by low, Jalen Johnson. So at the beginning, I told you we was going to find ways to take advantage of this unfortunate situation with Jalen Johnson's injury, right? This is it. The best buy low is the injury buy low, especially for a team in your league that has Jalen Johnson. You know, maybe they sit in that 500 or a little bit below 500. They're not sure if their team is really, excuse me, they're not sure if their team is really going to be able to compete. They're having doubts. Create the narrative. Send your man a text. Yo, Jalen Johnson, man, I'm sorry, man. Sorry to hear about the Jalen Johnson injury, man. You good? Man, I'm good, man. Are you sure, man? I'll send over a bouquet for you, man. Like, what you need? Like, gas him up. Get him, get him, get him stressed. Get him mad. Invoke some kind of emotion, right? To, like, get them thinking, like, yo, what am I going to do? I don't even have spots on my IR for this guy. Like, what am I going to do? I know what you could do. You can send him over to my squad on the low low. So, although I believe four to six weeks, if you, especially if you have an IR spot that you can spare, like, it's okay to wait it out for most managers, but there's somebody in your league that needs instant gratification. They need to see it happen now. They can't wait. They're impatient. And this is your opportunity to take advantage of it. So I would try to be, I would send multiple offers for Jalen Johnson because his stock would not get this low again this season. Here are the top five sell highs you need to pay attention to for week six of the NBA season. Laurie Marketing. So for me, quick story. When Laurie was a rookie, man, I was watching his summer league games and I was like, yo, this guy can ball. He's tall. He can shoot. Like, I was like, I'm grabbing him in my dynasty league. I grabbed him. I probably let, kept him on my team for a couple of weeks and dropped him to the waiver. He's been circulated around for a couple of seasons before breaking out in Utah last year. So moral of the story is you got to be patient in dynasty. And also you just got to be patient with your players. So for Laurie, he's having a great season. Like, Un, un, it's, it's like it's unbelievable the type of numbers that he's putting up right now. And I was one to say that I didn't think he would be able to replicate the level of performance that he had last season. Thus far, I have been proven wrong. But honestly, I don't know if he'll be able to keep it going. So for me, in this situation, if he's on my roster, I'm trying to see if I can get a first round guy for him. What's up? Let me get some. Let me get some Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Let me get some, some Tyrese Halliburton. I throw you an extra piece. Boom. Let me get some SGA. Boom. 
Let me get some Joker. I give you two, two. I give you my tenth and eleventh best guy. Boom, boom. What do you got to do to bring back a first rounder by moving Laurie Market? And that's what I would start thinking about. What pieces on my bench am I okay with giving up to package in for a deal to bring him back to the squad? Next up, someone who's been burning the nets, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is not my favorite fantasy basketball player. Honestly, he's not my favorite real life player. Like I'm not about that Kuzma life, but he is on fire this season. He had a great season last year and people drafted him a little bit higher. He has been producing. So if you can get a return on your investment right now, while this man is hot, I would make a deal and move Kyle Kuzma. This one's going to break your heart. This one going to make you mad because it makes me mad. I don't believe I'm even saying it. I'm throwing up in my mouth a little bit just saying it, man. LaMelo Ball. Yes, LaMelo Ball. Man, man, man. LeVar Ball would have my head if he knew that I was trying to sell high on one of his sons. Listen, man, LaMelo Ball is going off right now. Like, he's like... <laughs> I've been watching a bunch of his games, right? He's doing like the passes. He got Miles Bridges back. And I believe Miles Bridges is having a like a tremendous impact on LaMelo Ball's fantasy game. Like he's 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 in the right spots. Like, yo, it's just really impressive to see what LaMelo Ball has done over the last few weeks. And the way he started out the season, people had concerns if he would be able to give the kind of return on the draft capital that you invested in him with that said again if i could get somebody like tyrese halliburton you know what i'm saying Embiid, Jokic, these kind of guys man listen i'll give you i'll 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 give you an asar and raise you a tobias harris come on man like i'm serious like he LaMelo Ball, I believe, will be valuable this season. But if I could turn a LaMelo Ball into a SGA, if I throw in some other pieces, then I got to make that move. Speaking of Tobias Harris, my next sell high, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris has had a phenomenal start to the season, especially with the trade of James Harden. He's been one of the beneficiaries of the absence of um, the problem, a.k.a. the beard. Ooh, I don't want to go there. but. I would say that Tobias Harris, he's just not that guy. He's not that guy for fantasy. He's a consistent player, but somebody that if you included in a, a deal, you can probably bring home somebody that would make you more excited about your fantasy basketball team. Miles Bridges. Yes, I said it. Miles Bridges. Yes, I said Miles Bridges and Josh Giddy in the same episode. I did that. I'm, I, I did that. I raised my hand. I take full responsibility. With that said, Miles Bridges is a sell high for a couple of reasons. First reason, he's been performing very well. He has been really, really bringing a ruckus like a Wu-Tang concert, right? He's really been doing his thing. Second reason why you should think about moving him, anything can happen. You might, we might get an alert from Shams. You might get an, a, a woge bomb. Uh, this just in, Miles Bridges, there's been an, uh, an 
uh, a warrant for his arrest and he will be leaving the team for eight weeks. Dun, dun, dun. What happens then? Move him. I say move him, right? If you, if, especially if you're in a redraft league, for me, I'm in a couple of dynasty leagues. I am holding Miles Bridges, but I don't know. He, you might be like, if you drafted Miles Bridges, you drafted him late, like ninth, maybe eighth, ninth round. When did, when did you draft Miles Bridges, right? Nobody drafted Miles Bridges in the third round, right? Or you picked him up off of waivers because he was, he was probably on your waiver wire right before he came back, right? So you telling me if you if you can get a third round guy for somebody you picked off the waiver picked up off of the waiver wire you wouldn't do it? Come on, man. This tis the season. Tis the holiday season. Trade Miles Bridges and see if you can get that hookup with that um second or third round player. So next up, we're going to open up the Believe in Fantasy Basketball mailbag. This is really cool because members of our Discord community ask questions, and sometimes you have the exact same question. So the first question is from my man, Ethan OG5708. He says, what's happening with Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr.? So last season, uh, I'll be sorry, last episode, Jaron Jackson Jr. was one of our buy lows, I believe, right? So he has been slumming in terms of his block numbers. And that's what's wrong with him. His He he had a career best, I want to say, three blocks a game last season. This season, he's like 1.7, 1.8, something like that. It's not good, right? But chances are, especially when Ja comes back, when Ja comes back, it's going to kind of settle things down for the entire team and give them a bit of stabilization. I think they're a little unstable right now. It's just like some formula that they're just putting stuff in. You got some D-Rose? Put some D-Rose in there. What do we got? We got some Desmond Bay? Yeah, give Desmond Bay the keys to the car. Aldama? Like, what are you going to do? Let's do it. Right? They're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and losing. When Ja comes back, stabilized. They they will stabilize over, over the course of his first couple weeks and Triple J will come into more of what is his true form. So this is not Triple J. So what is the problem? It's the block numbers. Will they come up? I believe they will. They might not be career best, but they will come back up. I believe so. So just if you're holding him, stay patient because you're not going to be able to get any value if you try to trade him while he's at a low point. The next question is from my man, Money Murray. And this is a good one. He says, What's the difference between a good waiver ad when it comes to points leagues versus nine cat? So for points leagues, because players get points, a certain point value for every action or, you know, every stat line, whether it's for points, threes, you know, assists, steals, blocks, they just have a point value. So you just want to get the people who can do any of the things, right? So if it's someone who specializes in threes, like let's say a Buddy Healed, that's good to have Buddy Healed on your team, right? He gonna put up points. He gonna put up threes. You get points for both, right? In most in most uh, uh, default settings on ESPN, Yahoo, whatever. For category leagues, however, what you're really looking for for nine cat, what you're looking for, a, is making sure that you're aware of. The build of your team like what are there any categories that you're actually punting or um neglecting right saying like all right so i know i can't win assists so i'm going to punt that category and not put 
really any focus there in terms of the roster um, acquisitions that I make. So the big thing for nine cat is to be aware of where you are winning. And to sometimes people are punting and they don't even know they're punting, right? They just lose in a category every week. Like, right. Like, so I'm in one category league and I just keep losing assists every single week, losing, losing. So I decided I'm going to go all in on a punt assist strategy. So that's really what you want to pay attention to for your, for your, uh, points leagues, waiver wire, you want to just grab the player who's contributing on any and every level. An easy way to do it, especially on uh, ESPN or Yahoo, if you check out their recent production, just look at like their last seven days, last seven games or so, right? Seven days or seven games. Just look at their last couple of weeks of their performance and see what they've been doing. If it's someone who's putting up numbers, then just take it based on their total average fantasy points per game. For nine cat, you want to look at where do I struggle in terms of my categories and let me find somebody to help me in that area. If it's a a category that you're giving up on and you're punting, then I wouldn't focus on that at all. The next question is from Doncic Kick. He says, is it time to trade underperforming stars? Mm, That's a good question. So I firmly believe that we should not sell low. I I don't move my stars when they're doing bad. However, there is a point of the season. I don't think we're there yet unless you're like 0-5, right, going into this week. If you're 0-5 going into this week, maybe depth is what you need. But unless you are in a position where your team is losing, right, then I would – try to hold on to my star and let them bounce back, especially if somebody you drafted in the first round, first or second round, you might want to hold and just be patient. But if you're struggling, you know, I'm one and four, I'm two and three, I'm oh and five. If you have a bad reckoning, you're like, I need depth right now. That's the exception that I would look at moving that first round person, that second round person to see if I can get depth and a good deal with the depth. I'm not taking like pennies. I want something substantial. If I'm moving, one of my top players on my team. But now that you're prepared to dominate week six, check out our episode about in-season roster management. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at believeinfantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Believe in Fantasy. This episode was presented to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.